University Athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3 KXDS Santa Clara. DSU Athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3 is brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer. We hear you. And now it's time for DSU Athletics. Tonight's broadcast as we are live in Cedar City, Utah, inside the America First Event Center. Been a long time since these teams have officially met on the basketball court. A little bit of an, ex- an exhibition history that we'll let you know of here in just a few minutes. But tonight, the Dixie State Trailblazers traveling north just like the men's team did to take on the Thunderbirds of Southern Utah University. And we have it live right here on Radio Dixie 91.3 and Radio Dixie913.com. Carrick Samuel joined by Drayson Ball, courtside inside the America First Event Center. And uh, we are masked up. They have asked us to stay masked up um, throughout the broadcast. If we sound a little muffled, that, that's why. We'll do our best to work through it. We're just excited to be here, excited for some great basketball. Again, Carrick Segmiller, Drayson Ball. We bring Drayson into the broadcast tonight. Should be a fun game tonight. Like I mentioned before, and we'll dive into it a little deeper here in just a minute. There's a little bit of an exhibition history between these two teams over the, you know, the last 14 years of Dixie State's NCAA era. But no official games during that time frame, meaning, you know, they weren't just exhibition games. So tonight, the first official NCAA game between Dixie State and Southern Utah on the women's side. Certainly a match we've all been looking forward to for a long time, Carrick, Dixie State, Southern Utah. Just a 45-minute drive up I-15 from St. George. One of the matchups that I think is going to be one of those, a rivalry that I think we can develop into a really strong rivalry over the coming years as both Dixie State and Southern Utah now are both Division One, something akin to maybe a BYU-Utah type of situation. Obviously, hope we hope it gets to that scale, obviously, but uh, it's going to be a fun matchup tonight. We had kind of the first real test for this Dixie State women's basketball team just a few short nights ago against Portland State and another really good one tonight against the Thunderbirds. SUU coming into this contest, 2-2 two and two overall. Dixie State is 1-1, one and one. so both teams at a 500. Of course, SUU uh, able to play a few more games than Dixie State. Both teams, like most in the nation so far this season, have had games canceled due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Let's take a look at SUU's schedule Let's you know kind of what it would have looked like had it not been uh, had it not been for COVID and, and what reality has been to this point. Mentioned they played four games. They were supposed to open against Utah on November 25th. That game was canceled. Uh, three days later, they took on Utah Valley, falling 58-47 uh, on the 28th of November. Into December, they had two game two different games scheduled against the University of Montana. Uh, they would have been Big Sky games. Uh, both of those on December 3rd and December 5th canceled. December 9th, they were able to take on William Jessup, a 74-46 win for the Thunderbirds. And then on the 12th of December, a game against Grand Canyon, which is a member of the Western Athletic Conference. So something interesting to look at in terms of a team that Dixie State is going to see later. Uh, the Thunderbirds winning that game, 84-83. And then uh, some things in, in the schedule working out. So BYU could then come down to Cedar City. Uh, just a, a couple of days ago to take on SUU, and the Thunderbirds falling 84-74, but giving one of the better women's basketball team, if not the best women's basketball team in the uh, state of Utah, uh, a run for its money. So Drayson, a very talented SUU squad, 
that's what you know the games they've played in so far that's what they've done they're two and two why don't you dive into it a little deeper let us know uh some key names let us know uh, what we're going to expect tonight from this SUU squad yeah SUU had a, had a lead over that BYU team about halfway through the third quarter they had about a five to eight point lead throughout that third quarter and then it kind of fell apart for the Thunderbirds a 28 to 3 run by the Cougars was able to give them the 10 point victory towards the end but a very hard fought game from SUU and I think you're going to see a lot of those similar things tonight Liz Gray is going to be the key name you're going to be hearing from us all night she is the engine for this Southern Utah University uh, T-Birds team 20 almost 22 points a game 21.8 points per game she is averaging uh, almost uh, 60% from the field character she's a very good shooter 510 she likes she can do a lot of uh, just about everything here she can get down into the post she has a very good post game she can finish around the rim she's very crafty and, and slippery when she gets around the rim but then she can also step away from the arc and knocks down some threes a 33% three-point shooter coming into the this game today so she can do just a little bit of everything Dixie State's going to have to contain her if they're going to want to have a victory in this game two other names that average in double figures for SUU Chase Doherty 12.8 points per game and Dari France and the other one averaging 11 points per game kind of a three-headed monster but certainly it all runs through graves yeah you take a look at it I'm gonna see if I can test your math skills a little bit like get I'm going to give you some numbers, and you just tell me what percentage uh, these points have increased. Because you know, I mentioned SUU's played in four games, and Graves' game-by-game -game scoring is increasing with each game. She opened with 11 points against UVU, 18 points against William Jessup, 24 points against Grand Canyon, and then three nights ago against BYU, 34 points for Graves on 11 of 17 shooting, three for five from the outside, and was a perfect nine for nine for the free throw line. I know I asked you to do some math, so put a pin in that. You mentioned everything she does well. I might add she is an excellent free throw shooter as well. 21 of 26 from the free throw line so far is Liv Graves so far this season. And you mentioned that she's good around the rim. She's fantastic around the rim. And not only does she finish, but she'll get contact and she'll get to the free throw line. That's one thing she will look to do Liz Graves as you mentioned the motor for this SUU team now for some math what's what's the percentage increase on, on all those 18 18% I don't know <laughs> I know she scored 87 total points about the come first on, four games come on Bill Nye oh yeah. wait that's not math <laughs> Liz, yes. Gra Liv Graves, Liz Graves the, the motor for this SUU yeah, team yeah no doubt about it like you mentioned she's just got a lot of different skills that she brings to the table she leads the team right now in free throw attempts with 26 so averaging just about seven free throws a game you've got to be able to keep her off the free throw line because that's where she can go and get into a rhythm you've also got to run her off the three-point line but then once again you can't foul her when she gets around the rim because she's very good not only getting to the free throw line but then she can finish through contact she did that a few times the other night against BYU finishing through a contact and then you're giving her an extra point there at the free throw line in addition to the two points there scored on the block you mentioned uh, Sharita Doherty as well, 12.8 points per game, and Dari Franson, 11 points per game. That's that's kind of the three-headed monster right there for the for the Thunderbirds. Uh, it's a lot easier said than done, but if you can try to make someone else other than those three score, uh, if you do, it's most likely going to be Madeline Eaton. Uh, all right now, all their big scoring is coming in their starting lineup. Hardly anything off the bench for SUU. So that's something to look at. If you can get someone in foul trouble. You know, disrupt something and make some of that scoring come from somewhere else, you're going to have success. Let's talk Dixie State now. That's the opponent. That's SUU tonight. 
And let's talk Trailblazers women's basketball. One and one on the season. Of course, had the big win over Park University. And then, and then Drayson, you and I were on the call just last week. Portland State in the house. Trailblazers have a nine-point lead in the third quarter. They are cooking. They are just rolling. And then uh, Portland State made some adjustments. Dixie State was just not comfortable with the zone defense. They were not sharing the basketball. And, and the wheels kind of came off and then ended up being a double-digit win for Portland State. Yeah, I think you said it best when you said it came down to the adjustments. For me, that was the biggest part of that game was the adjustments made by both teams throughout the game. We saw Dixie State get out to an early lead. They kind of struggled with the zone in the first kind of portion of the game. But as the first quarter and second quarter went on, they made some adjustments and were starting to get some easy layups and some easy buckets at the rim. But then after halftime, I think kind of Portland State sort of adjusted again uh, and, and was able to put some some more pressure on Dixie State offensively. And I think Dixie State really got away from what they were doing to maybe successful in the second half offensively. They were kind of just content to, to move the ball around the perimeter and weren't trying to find any weak points in that zone. And they're going to have to do something similar to that against Southern Utah is what they were doing in the first and second quarter as they got them that lead in the first place against the T-Birds tonight. They can't be complacent on offense. You have to be able to continue to attack, and that's really what Portland State did very well is they attacked, 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 and they got to the free throw line as a result. Dixie State was not doing that in the second half. Yeah, Trailblazers got to be much more aggressive is throughout this game than they were in the second half against Portland State. Uh, you, you look at that box score and, and the Trailblazers uh, – and, and what they did. Kesley Stevenson had 10 points. Emily Isaacson had 10 points. Uh, Isaacson was played with a little bit of foul trouble. And it was funny, Coach Gustin, we were talking to him. We didn't get him on the post game, but you and I were both talking to him after the game. And he said, you know, you guys mentioned Emily I, on your broadcast. And he said there was a direct correlation to when she had to leave the game and, and when we had those lulls and those lapses. So Emily Isaacson tonight has got to stay on the floor for the Trailblazers to be successful. That'll do it for our Trailblazer Women's Basketball pregame show. We're going to step away a two-minute timeout and then come right back with some keys to the game and the tip-off as well as the starting lineups. Dixie State at SUU coming at you in two minutes on Radio Dixie 91.3 FM. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3. It's back to the action for DSU athletics brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics. Welcome back inside the American First Event Center. Inside tonight's broadcast of Dixie State Women's Basketball. Carrick Sagmiller, Drayson Ball, courtside with you here in Cedar City, Utah. Let's give you some starting lineups. The uh, the lights go off inside the American First Event Center. Better turn my flashlight on so I can see uh, see what I'm looking at here. And let's give you some starting lineups for tonight's game. Then we'll give you some keys before this thing gets tipped off underway. Let's give you the, the home... Thunderbirds first, two and two overall. They're going to start like this: five foot eight sophomore guard Rita Satini, five foot ten redshirt senior guard Liz Graves, five foot ten junior guard Sharita Doherty, five foot eight sophomore guard Madeline Eaton, and a six foot one redshirt senior forward Dari Franson. The Thunderbirds, of course, are led by head coach Tracy Sanders, her third season at SUU, and uh, she's a graduate of St. Mary's College down in California. Drayson. Cue up some starting lineups for our Dixie State Trailblazers. Yeah, same starting five for Dixie State as they did against the other night against Portland. It's going to be 5'7", junior guard from Las Vegas, Nevada, London, Pavica, alongside 5'11", senior guard 
from Willard, Utah, Kesley Stevenson. 5'9", sophomore guard Brianna Gillen from West Jordan, Utah, alongside former SUU Thunderbird Carrick, 6'2", junior forward Hannah Robbins, played 23 games with SUU over the past two seasons. Emily Isaacson, the 5'11", sophomore guard from Perry, Utah, rounds out the starting five for Dixie State, led by head coach D.D. Gustin in his fifth season. Let's give you some keys to the game before we tip this thing under, tip, tip this thing off and get underway here in Cedar City, Utah. Four keys tonight, Drayson, and we'll break these down a little bit. Uh, first one is just toughness and, and be competitive. You, you felt like, and we talked about it, they got a little tentative in the second half against Portland State and, and a little, you know, just not being aggressive. You got to be tough, got to be competitive, got to be uh, aggressive. Secondly, defensive rebounds, no second chances. That will be a, a theme for this team all season long. Cannot allow for those second chances to kill you throughout these games. Third, positive assist to turnover uh, ratio. Uh, always a key is there. And I'm going to let you say this fourth one because I know you've got a certain special way you want to deliver this one. Yeah, don't be buried by Graves. Liz Graves, obviously the engine and the motor for this SUU Thunderbirds team, 22 points per game. Don't let her have a monster game like she had against BYU. If you can contain her to 20 points or less, let's say even 15 points, you give yourself a great shot at winning this game. Of course, I couldn't remember exactly how you were going to say that. I was going to say, don't let Liz div dig your graves. That, that's pretty good, right? That might be better. I don't know. I don't know which one's better. Specifically, the Dixie State coaches are going to be looking to limit graves post touches. Make her beat you from the outside. Don't let her get to the free throw line. We are underway to SUU winning the tip. Thunderbirds will be moving left to right as we see it. You hear it? Dixie State right to left here in half number one. They'll go immediately to Graves. She'll drive inside, gets one off the the rim, no good. Offensive rebound, though. The putback is up and in for Franson. And that's what uh, a good defense there underneath by Dixie State, but just not able to get the offensive, get the defensive rebound and get going the other way. Trailblazers have set up the offense, trailing two to nothing. Early going here, first quarter in Cedar City. Dixie State, some new black uniforms, uh, gray Dixie State word mark as well as gray numbers, white trim. Emily Isaacson fires a three. Straight away, it's up and in. Trailblazers a 3-2 lead. And an assist to London Pavlika. Nice little dribble handoff there back to Emily Isaacson, who was the top of the key, nailed the three. Good start for Dixie State. Eaton will set it up for the Thunderbirds into the left corner. The Satini. Left elbow, pick and roll with Franson. Franson can't handle it, regains it, tipped and stolen. Hannah Robbins comes down with it for the Trailblazers, and here comes Dixie State. Dixie State's putting some size on Graves as they put 5'11", Emily Isaacson on her and try to limit her touches. Pavlika really being aggressively guarded, 35 feet from the bucket. They clearly saw the Portland State tape. Here's Gillen, free throw line jumper, is too strong, and France in the rebound for SUU. The other way we go, Eaton will leave for France in a deep, now they're going to say it is a three. It is a three for the Thunderbirds, and it's a 5-3 advantage for SUU. 8.25 to play first quarter. And Franson can step out and hit that a 6-1 senior. She's a 33% three-point shooter. Brianna Gillen quickly the other way. A 10-foot jumper rims in and out and into the hands of the Thunderbirds. Into the corner, Eaton looking inside quickly to Franson. She'll catch and score. Hannah Robbins couldn't get back in time, and it's a 7-3 SUU lead. And all seven points coming with the hands of Derry Starry Franson. Got to be able to now get on her and stay on her defensively, not let her get going early in this game. 7.55 remaining. Dixie State will set things up offensively. Pavlika, 40 feet from the bucket and harassed by Doherty. 
Dribbling inside, stops the dribble, knocked out of her hands, out of bounds. Trailblazers will retain possession, but Drayson, they are picking Pavlika up almost at the timeline, like what Portland State did last week. Yeah, and I think what you saw from the tape is that sometimes if you put some pressure on Pavlika, she maybe can get into bad decisions, and that was one of them right there. Quick pass to Stevenson. A 15-footer is too strong, and here comes Doherty and the Thunderbirds. Into the corner, Eaton will fire a three. It's short, ball tapped around. Doherty, offensive rebound, and she's fouled. Pavlika didn't like the call, but the official said, no, no, you did. You got the arm in the back, and the foul will be on the floor. SUU will have 20 seconds back up on the shot clock. In fact, they put it at the 30, but should just be 20 because it was an offensive rebound, and that just they don't get a full 30 on the reset, just 20. And immediately you see Dixie State counter with Shea Potter, the 6-1 forward from Murray, Utah, trying to get some more size. They've had some issues so far, giving up buckets underneath and giving up a few offensive rebounds, so trying to counteract that with little size, get some defensive rebounds. It will be Satini to trigger, but they're going to send the teams back to the benches. And the automatic reset was just going out to 30, and, and the way these things are set up, you got to you got to have it set so when you hit that reset button, it goes to 20. And now they get it. And the referee saying, yeah, let's play basketball. So it will be Rita Satini to trigger baseline right. Thunderbirds lined up in a line across the free throw line. And here we go. Satini, inbound pass goes to Eaton, Eaton holding right wing, gets past Pavlika, London able to recover, disrupts the shot, Shea Potter grabs a long rebound, here come the Trailblazers. Good defense without fouling from Pavlika, was able to stay straight up and disrupt that shot. And the ball goes the other way and out of bounds, but saved in by Isaacson as she crashes in to an advertisement, kind of on that side, she'll catch in the left corner, fire a three, missed it. And here come the Thunderbirds. Look like a makeshift kind of advertisement board down there. Will look like used to be a scoreboard on that end. And Isaacson crashed into it. Here's SUU. Doherty setting it up with 13 to shoot. Top of the key. And it's Graves straight away. Three-pointer up and in. And Coach Gustin's seen it up to this point. He wants a timeout. 6.44 to go in the first quarter. It's SUU 10, Dixie State 3. And it will be... A full timeout. They're sitting down. Let's take it. 60-second timeout and back on Radio Dixie 91.3. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics. Brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. At 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer. And the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3. It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf, St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics. Back inside the American First Event Center, Dixie State trailing 10-3. It's an 8-0 run for SUU after Dixie State had taken a brief 3-2 lead after an Emily Isaacson three-pointer. But eight consecutive points for SUU over the last 146 and a scoring drought of almost three minutes for Dixie State. 
Trailblazers 0 for their last four from the field. Probably the worst part about that is that the SUU player that scored the last bucket was Liz Graves. Hadn't gotten on the, the scoreboard yet, and now there she is with a three-point shot. Pavlika is trapped, and the ball is tied up by Sharita Doherty. And the arrow will favor Dixie State, and that's going to be a tough matchup for London Pavlika all night long. Dixie State still with possession, a 19-second shot clock. Inbound pass. We'll go to Stevenson, top of the key, Pavlika. London holding, finds Gillen, free throw line, whipping it inside Isaacson, operating on the left block. Fakes inside, spins back to the left and gets it to go with the right hand, and it's 10-5, Dixie State scoring that, or ending that scoring draft. A nice move there by Isaacson in the low post, came one to her right and then back to her left, and eventually came back to her right hand and laid it up over the rim. 6.05 remaining, first quarter, Dixie State trailing just by five. Here's Satini holding for the Thunderbirds. The angle left side, whips it back to Graves. Graves near side is Doherty. Doherty looking for Franson inside, but threw it just a little bit too high. Franson six foot one, but not quite tall enough to get up and get that pass that goes out of bounds. But the good defensive shape, Potter was able to disrupt that. She was able to kind of push her out away from the low block where she wanted to catch that, and the ball went over the head of her head as a result. And she, you're going to trap right across the timeline, but Dixie State able to break it. Here's Gillen getting inside, pump fake, passing to Isaacson, and we've got three seconds in the key before they could get that pass off. Boy, aggressive defense played by SUU. State turnover. Yeah, Trailblazers right now turning the ball over a little bit. You can't give this Thunderbirds team any extra possessions. They got a very good offense and a couple of good scores. Here's Eaton. Left corner, Satini fires a three. No. Offensive rebound, Franson. She's fouled on the putback. Question is, is it Shea Potter or Emily Isaacson? And it's going to be Isaacson picking up her first. And to the free throw line, Dari Franson, where she is a 71% free throw shooter so far this season. And once again, the offensive rebound's coming to bite Dixie State in the back. Three offensive rebounds already for the Thunderbirds. That's the situation right there. It's a it's a shot from the left corner to three. It's going to go long, more than likely, over the rim on the opposite side. Shea Potter did not find anyone to box out. Franson was able to slip past her and grab the offensive rebound. First free throw is good for Franson. Now 11 of 15 from the stripe this season. Second one off the front iron and rolls off. Dixie State the rebound. Still just a six-point game for Dixie State. Plenty of time to settle down and figure this thing out. Gillen, baseline left, reverse it from left to right off the window and in. Great play for Brianna Gillen. And what I liked about that is she went instantly. She didn't give her defender a chance to set up. She just ripped through, put the ball on the floor with the left hand, able to get the reverse layup. 11-7, Dixie State trailing by four. Satini in the left corner, off a screen, gets inside, slices between two defenders, and lays it in. Back and forth we go. 13-7, SUU the lead. 4.43 remaining. And if you're Dixie State, you're going to give that to Satini. She's not a scorer on this Thunderbirds offense. Just over one point per game. She's not going to do that a whole lot. If you give her that, you're going to be live with that all right. As long as it's not Graves or Franson. Here's McCord, a runner in the lane. No. And bodies hitting the deck on the loose ball. It looked like Dixie State had it. Then it looked like Isaacson took it away. Someone got tripped up. There was about Four people on the floor between the two teams. Ultimately, it's going to be a foul against Dixie State. And was that 
Is it Isaacson? That picked up the foul. It was. And that's going to be her second. Two quick fouls for Emily Isaacson. And she's just got to be able to find a way to stay on the floor. So Brooke Vance will check in for Isaacson. New player in for SUU as well, Piper Thornberry. Barry to the right side and Eaton. Ransom. Guarded by Shea Potter. Cross court pass to the left wing and Doherty. Puts the ball on the floor, kicks to Franson. 15 footer right side is good. Franson's just got everything going right now. She's been working hard on the offensive glass, which led some footbacks and some free throws. Then she's been able to step out and hit a couple of jumpers. Ball's going to be tied up on the far side, and the arrow is going to favor SUU. And the Thunderbirds just. The aggressors right now playing really physical defense. And Dixie State just not quite sure what to do with it yet. And the Trailblazers right now are a little bit frustrated by this aggressive, high-pressure defense from SU. They've got to be able to settle in, take a deep breath through their offense to get some easy buckets. 15-7. Dixie State trailing by eight. Here's Eaton driving inside. Too strong off the window. The Trailblazers the rebound. Pavlika passes ahead to McCord. I think the way you beat this is you just got to get it up quick. And as a turnover, Pavlika throws it away. It's taken away by Belania. Belania will drive coast to coast and lay it up and in. 10-point SUU lead. 17-7, 3.15 to go. And a steal on the inbound pass. Here's Belania again, leads for Doherty. Shot is blocked by Brooke Vance. Trailblazers have it. Yeah, Trailblazers right now being very careless with the ball. Back-to-back -back passes that were just telegraphed. You can't do this against a hyper-aggressive defense as in the Thunderbirds. Ball is tipped away. Pavlika will chase it down. Left wing, shot clock down to 16. Stops the dribble straight away, finding Gillen. Gillen on a screen from Potter to the free throw line. Spinning right, creating her own shot too strong. Shea Potter fighting for the offensive rebound. No, she's going to get whistled for a foul on the end line. That was a good possession by Dixie State. They were able to move the ball, get some offense going. Gillen was able to get a nice shot at the rim and probably one you'd want to have back. And Potter was trying to fight for the offensive rebound, but not able to come up with it. She commits the foul. Anna Robbins will check in for the Trailblazers. Vegas Camacho in as well. 17-7. SUU the lead. 2.34 to go first quarter. Still way early. Tons of basketball to be played here in Cedar City. Doherty. Three-point land straight away. Swinging left for Belania. Skip past right wing to Eaton. Now Doherty. Shot clock winding down at seven. Dribbles to the right elbow. Fires and hits. Sharita Doherty. Will knock it in and it's a 12-point lead. 19-7. 207 to play. SUU just hitting everything right now. 8 of 15 from the floor to begin this game. Here's Camacho. To the left side and Gillen. Gillen holding, trying to pass inside of Robbins. Tip taken away. Here come the Thunderbirts. Pass score pass Bellania. Whipping it inside, looking for Thornberry, and she'll score it. Everything clicking for SUU right now, and it's an early 14-point hole, 21 to 7. And it's a Dixie State team that right now has to find some continuity, both offensively and defensively. Everything coming too easy for SUU right now. 
Camacho will step into a three left corner and she'll hit. They gave it to her. She took it and made it. Desperately needed that bucket. 21 to 10. Trailblazers within 11. 110 to play first quarter. And now you need to buckle down defensively. You can't allow them to continue to get easy looks at the basket and open jumpers. And we got a hand check called against Vegas Camacho. You know, it's interesting. It's hometown radio, so we can go with this. It's interesting that Dixie State will get whistled for a foul like that on this end. When SUU has been able to, to play as aggressive as they've wanted on the other end with, without a whistle. SUU still not been whistled for a foul in the first quarter. And Dixie State, five fouls. I'm not saying one way or the other, but first free throw up no good for Doherty. But just this seems kind of ironic that Dixie State gets called for a hand check foul when SUU's been trapping and flailing arms around and grabbing the whole first quarter. Doherty will split the pair of free throws, 22-10. Trailblazers trailing by 12. They're going to give an open look for three to Stevenson. She left it short. Rebound to Doherty. Here comes SUU. What about a nice shot for Stevenson to hit her first shot of the game to see that go down. Braves to the right wing and Doherty. 43 seconds remaining. Doherty drives inside, takes to the bucket. She's fouled. A couple of free throws for Doherty. Going back to what you talked about, Carrick, about the, the foul discrepancy, I mean, I, I, I would tend to agree with you, except one, one of the things that I always fall back to is that typically the more aggressive team is the one that's going to get the, a lot of the benefit of the doubt on those calls, especially defensively. I mean, you can be, if you're constant and, and, and always being aggressive defensively, I think you're going to get away with a few more of those fouls than maybe if you're not, you know, being as aggressive as Dixie State right now is lacking a little bit in that area. So I Certainly. think right now the referees are saying, hey, this SUU Thunderbirds, they're, they're aggressive offensively and defensively, and I think they like to reward the teams that are a little bit more aggressive in that regard. Certainly. And let's not forget, SUU has been able to get to the basket like we talked in the pregame, and they've been a lot of those fouls have come at the basket. Maggie McCord will drive inside and lay it in. Faked out Liz Graves, and she'll lay it up and in 24-12. Dixie State trailing by 12 with 25 seconds remaining. Game and shot clock almost identical with 20 ticks remaining first quarter. Here's Bolania. He'd love to get a stop here and find another bucket. Before the end of the first quarter, but instead it'll be Thornberry. Taking the three, making the three straight away. 27-12, SUU the lead. Here's Camacho. We'll drive inside. Fires from the free throw line at the buzzer. Missed it. SUU, the rebound as time expires. One quarter of play in the books here in Cedar City, Utah, and it has been all SUU. Thunderbirds 27, Trailblazers 12. We'll take the 60-second timeout. Come back to Cedar City on Radio Dixie 91.3 FM. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3. It's back to the action for DSU athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics. In the first quarter, if it's a boxing match, you say first round, just went to SUU. 
Good news for the Trailblazers. Still three quarters to play. We'll see what adjustments they can make on the fly. In the first half, we take a look at some stats. Stat summary, Dixie State, 38% from the field in the first half, 5 of 13. Meanwhile, SUU, 59% on 10 of 17 shooting. SUU's 3 for 5 from the outside. Dixie State is 2 for 4. Look at the uh, rebounding battle between this team and uh, SUU, 11 to 5 advantage early on. Dixie State, the first possession of the second quarter. Gillen, the free throw line, able to drive inside. Shot is blocked. A whistle and a foul rings out. First SUU foul of the contest will be called against Kinsley Barrington, and it will send Brianna Gillen to the free throw line. Yeah, that's what you got to do if you're Dixie State. You've got to be more aggressive. You've got to go to the rim with the mentality, I'm going to absorb the contact, and I'm going to try to finish. You can't go and shy away from contact, and that's what Gillen was able to do there and get her up for the free throw line. First free throw up and in for Brianna Gillen. We'll have one more on its way. It rims out. And Barrington the rebound. NC State trimming the lead by one point, 27 to 13. And now to work on the defensive end. See if you can go a couple of consecutive possessions with a stop. Doherty refusing a screen, driving right baseline. Will pass the end line of Belania. Belania steps into a deep two left side. No. Gillen the rebound. Excuse me, Robbins on the rebound. They'll give to Pavlika, and she'll push the ball up the floor. That's one thing you have to do if you're Dixie State, is when you do force a miss, you have to get the rebound. They did a good job there as Robbins stepped in against their old team to get the rebound. Here's Stevenson. Ball knocked out of her hands by Doherty. She gets it back, passes to Gillen. Got to get out of the key. Inside to a slashing Pavlika. Can't get the runner off the glass. And the rebound to Megan Camp at SUU. Good ball movement there by Pavlika, uh, by the team, and Pavlika wasn't able to convert on the open layup. Doherty skipping it left. Three-pointer on the way from Graves. Missed it. Airballed it. Up and over the rim and out of bounds. Dixie State's got it. So there you got two consecutive stops. Now you got to find some points. Vegas Camacho going to check back in for London Pavlika. And they're going to show... London a couple things. She sits down over by Coach Gustin and uh, Coach Ligurski. Camacho. Nearly traveled through the ball off the foot of De La Balania. And Dixie State going to get bailed out with a kick call. Yeah, Dixie State very fortunate there. I think Camacho was trying to find a cut or a backdoor cut, but it didn't materialize, and she didn't want to throw the ball away. She traveled, and she was kind of already throwing the ball, but she would have threw it off the foot of the defender. Throws up an off-balance shot from the free throw line. Missed everything, but offensive rebound for Robbins, and she's fouled on the putback. So free throws for Hannah Robbins. I like what I've seen from Dixie yeah. State in the first nearly two minutes of the second quarter. They're trying to get the ball into the key and get into those weak points in this SU uh, T-Birds defense. When you can get the ball in the key, it forces your defenders to make a decision. Are you going to stop the ball, the dribble penetration, or are you going to stop the, the pass, you know, the cross-key pass? And I think a lot of times they've been able to get some open looks there and get to the free throw line and make a couple points. First free throw up and in for Hannah Robbins. Second one on its way and through. Her first two points of the night. And it's a 12-point game. 27-15. Slowly chip away. And now you're trying to get 
up for Eaton uncontested. And they get those four Dixie State points back pretty quick. Push the lead back to 16, 31-15 with 7.05 to play until halftime. The Trailblazers are getting good shots right now. They just got to be able to knock them down. Here's Isaacson. She'll take a three right wing. It's short. And the rebound to Graves. Just like that, a very good shot, a wide-open shot for Isaacson, who's been uh, hitting those threes last game and first game tonight, and first shot tonight. I don't to get that one to go. Camps to Graves. She's fouled. And she'll go to the free throw line. Boy, one thing about this SUU team, they very well-coached team. They don't mess around. They move the ball quickly and methodically offensively. And it seems like everyone out there, really good passers, good vision. And you know, there's people slashing and cutting everywhere. And really got to play disciplined defense against this SUU offense. Graves' first free throws up and in. Now, that's one of the things I noticed is that watching some of those highlights from that BYU game, it seemed like they all wanted to pass and they all wanted to set up the, another player to score. It didn't seem like they were selfish at all. They all wanted to distribute. They were all trying to find the open person, and uh, it really led them to have a lot of success against BYU. Second free throw, no. Dixie stayed up the other way. Pass it inside. Robin's shot is blocked, and then it goes back off of Hannah and out of bounds to SUU. Boy, Maggie McCord... Being played aggressively by Doherty. And a tip, and it goes out of bounds by Stevenson. But uh, you know, it just seems like Doherty with that aggressive defense on the way up the floor is kind of able to do anything she wants to do. One hand, two hands, keep them in check. And it's, it's not been whistled for it yet. Satini to the near side at Eaton. Guarded by Stevenson. Eaton dribble handoff Satini. Puts the ball on the floor. No look pass inside. And it was going out of bounds, but a whistle and a foul will ring out. And so Dixie State going to give 20 fresh seconds to the Thunderbirds up on the shot clock. Foul against Kesley Stevenson. And run pass to Eaton. They give her space and she'll splash a three from the left corner, and it's a 20-point lead, 35-15. And that's just something that can't happen out of an out-of-bounds play. You let Eaton get loose. You've already had issues guarding on the perimeter, giving up uh, four three-pointers already to this SUU Thunderbirds team. You can't let them just get loose like that and get free looks to the basket. And a turnover for Dixie State. Gives it back to the Thunderbirds. and well, Dixie State kind of at a crossroads here. There's still two and a half quarters to be played, but depending on which road you go down, as Graves will drive inside, no, tipped out of bounds by Franson, back to Dixie State. Depending on which road you go down here at the crossroads, things could get out of hand to a point where there may not be any coming back from it. McCord, as Dixie State works to break the full court press. They get across the timeline and will hand off to Gillen. Brianna. Swing it left. Stevenson, 17-foot jumper left corner, is short. And the rebound to SUU. Satini to Eaton. Left corner three again. It's up and in. And Dixie State going to take a timeout. Coach Gustin kind of throwing his hands out there going, hey, we're going to do this thing? 38-15. 
Dixie State trailing by 23, 5.13 to go. It's a full timeout. We'll take it. 60-second timeout and back to Cedar City on the Trailblazer Women's Basketball Radio Network. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3. It's back to the action for DSU athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics. Welcome back inside the American First Event Center. Christmas music being played over the, uh, the loudspeakers, and why not? Only four days until Christmas. Jason, I hope you have your shopping done because uh, you're running out of time. If you order anything now, it may not get here on time. I do. Thanks, thanks to Amazon. In fact, I ordered something uh, yesterday uh, evening. Thanks to Amazon, two-day shipping. It'll be here Very on nice. Tuesday. So uh, Very nice. Really looking forward to, to Christmas this year. But five of eight shooting from from downtown yeah. for the Thunderbirds team. Just a 25% three-point shooting team coming into this game. But like I said in the break, they're college athletes. If you give them wide open three-pointers, they're going to be able to knock down a large percentage of them. Well, Dixie State's hoping they can order up some stops and some buckets here from Amazon and get it here quicker than two-day shipping. McCord trapped in the paint, trying to pass back door to Potter, and is turned over, stolen away. Doherty quickly ahead to Eaton, right corner. Eaton has tipped by Stevenson, but it's able to get inside and then whip it back out to Doherty. She'll reset it. Swing it right side of Eaton. One dribble inside the arc, lets it fly, rims out. Maggie McCord the rebound. Trailblazers already with nine turnovers for the first 15 minutes and change of this game compared to just one for the Thunderbirds. If you're Dixie State, you know you're down 23. You're taking this one possession at a time. And you're taking this as an opportunity to get better. And let's see if they're able to do that. Pavlikin will jump a three right wing. It's too strong. Doherty the rebound for the Thunderbirds. Just too much dribbling on that possession. It's not enough passing. Maggie McCord held up for nearly the entire possession. Dixie State able to force a turnover. And they get the steal. They'll bring it back on the offensive end. 38-15. Isaacson for three, left wing. It's off the left side. Eventually, you think some of those threes will start falling as well. Eaton going to put a shoulder into Stevenson, and Kessley going to get whistled for the foul. As I mentioned earlier, Dixie State, it's not like they're, yeah. they're not getting, they're not taking bad shots. They're getting some good, lock, good looks and some open threes and shots they normally make, but just 5 of 21 from the field right now, 2 of 8 from downtown. T8. Bring top of the key for SUU, 335 remaining. And what do we got? Offensive foul against Franson. Got a couple of stops in a row now for Dixie State. Got to figure out a way to score the basketball. Here's Isaac. Pavlika. Have it, jump it, miss it, ball tipped by Isaacson, but into the hands of Bellania. Here comes SUU. Once again, not, no, there's no offense right now for Dixie State. They're not moving the ball. It's dribble, one, one pass, maybe two, and then a shot. you got to be able to work your offense. Thornberry, baseline left for SUU. 
A 15-footer is up and in. 40-15. to 25-point advantage for SUU. 2.55 to go until halftime. There's McCord. Outside, Pavlika. Pavlika was looking for Isaacson. Passes up the three. Back to London. Everything outside behind the arc still. DSU. Now they'll whip it inside Potter. Turnaround floater. Ten feet away on the baseline. It's up and in. And that breaks a scoring drought of nearly five minutes. SUU quickly back up the floor. Missed it. Franson grabbed her own rebound away from three Dixie State players and then lost it out of bounds. And that just kind of sums up this whole first half, doesn't it? That's the difference between the, uh, uh, you know, being up uh, 23 points right now is that Franson, you know, she was surrounded by Dixie State defenders and, and potential rebounders, but no one put a body on her. No one tried to keep her out of the key. They were just content with trying to turn around and grab the rebound instead of putting a body on her. And really grabbing that defensive board, and that sort of energy, that sort of uh, you know effort on the on the offensive end, the difference right now. Forty to seventeen, SUU still picking up and trapping at half court. Two oh five to go until the break. Here's Matt Mooring in for the first time today. We'll go pick and roll with Potter, left elbow jumper, good. Back to back buckets for Shea Potter, and a little. Glimmer of hope, a little bright spot for DSU late in, the sec- late in the second quarter. Here's Satini will drive it inside. Missed it. Shea Potter rips down the rebound. Pavlika will slow it up. Could have gone right to the bucket. Top of the key. Three on the way from Gillen. It's too strong, and SUU the rebound with 1.30 to play in the second quarter. Here's Francis. Moving it to Satini. Holding in the angle left side, back into France and left block. Pump fake, off the window, gets the roll. Falls in, 42-19. Lead back to 23, 1.13 to go. And Dari France and just everything for SUU right now, 5-7 from the field, 12 points. Adam Mooring will drive inside. Her shot is blocked. She crashes to the floor afterward, and here comes SUU. Belania inside, shot blocked and out of bounds. Back to SUU. It was Barrington looking for the layup and slapped out of bounds by the Trailblazers. Michaela Johnson, Brianna Moyai will check in. Hesley Stevenson back in as well for the Trailblazers. And it has to start for me on the defensive end for Dixie State. You're just allowing too many open shots and easy buckets for the T-Birds. You have to buckle down defensively and then hope you can break down the pressure on the offensive end. Satini gets called for a travel. 25 feet away from the basket. Barely pressured by Pavlika. You'll take that turnover. And now Dixie State with 54 seconds remaining. And try to make something happen. That pass tipped. And out of bounds. Back to Dixie State. 45.7 seconds to play. Second quarter. 21 seconds shot clock. It'll be Pavlika to trigger right in the corner. Right corner. Into Gillen. Dribbles off her foot. Ball's on the floor. Able to pick it up. Gives to Johnson. One dribble. Left side. Now Stevenson. Three on the way. Bingo. 42-22. It's a 20-point game with 30 seconds remaining here in the second quarter. Two-second differential between game and shot. 
Here's Satini, whipping it left side. Three on the way. No, that was Alexa Lord. Michaela Johnson pulls the rebound in, and she's fouled by Megan Camps. Just the fourth team foul against SUU, so no free throws. Now if you're Dixie State, 19.2 seconds left. You have a chance to take it down. For me, I would play for one, unless something really great becomes available before the Gillen, her pass is tipped out of bounds with 13.3 seconds to play. And if you're Dixie State, you know, you, you get a bucket here. You were down by 26 at one point. You get a bucket here. It's down to 18. You never know. You can go in, make some halftime adjustments. You can look at what you did well in the second quarter and hopefully build from there. And finally, a hand check foul called in favor of London Pavlika. They've been doing it all night between Satini and Doherty. And she finally gets one. And that should be the fifth team foul. And that'll be two free throws for London Pavlika. London saying, finally. 75% free throw shooter London Pavlika is on the season. But a chance for Dixie State to get a couple of points here towards the end of the end of the half. Makes the first. As, as Pavlika makes the first free throw, her first points in the game. And then you can go back. You got 10 seconds. You got to get a stop here. You go into the halftime break down just 18. It's not insurmountable. You've played better in the last three or four minutes of the second quarter. Get a stop here. Go in with a, a, a little bit of momentum. Thanks, both free throws. Here's Satini driving coast to coast. No. Gillen rips down the rebound and was falling out of bounds. She tried to throw it off an SUU player, but instead hit the back of Brianna Moyai's left leg. There's .6 seconds remaining. SUU with the basketball. If you can get it, they are going to maybe look and see. .6 is enough time to catch, to and, catch shoot. and shoot. Yeah, .3 is the is the minimum that you can have on a clock to be able to, to catch and shoot. I think they're going to add a little bit more time yeah. here. I think it's probably going to go up to maybe 1.2, 1. 2.6. 2.6. Yeah. Wow. So even more than I thought. So I think you're going to have plenty of time here if you're SUU to get a good shot, maybe even a dribble or two, and put up a good shot if you can get one. Satini holding, and it's tipped and out of bounds, and it's going to go to Dixie State with 1.3. Yeah, a good play there by Michaela Johnson. The size of Johnson, I think, disrupted that play. They wanted to go to the low block down in the middle. She tipped it away, but off an SUU defender. And to Pavlika, three-quarter court heave with one hand. Was a little, was it, I don't know if it was short. It was kind of off the right. But the way she threw that, a lot closer than I thought it was going to get. And Dixie State has battled back to within 18, 42-24. And, Drayson, as you mentioned, ends the second half on, on a little bit of a positive note after what was a disastrous first 20 minutes of basketball for the Trailblazers. And you just hope that that will be enough of a spark to go into the locker room and and come, you know, make some adjustments, come out with a little more energy, and and continue to play aggressively on defense and be able to see some shots start falling offensively, uh, and then but then be able to kind of work it inside and do what you did the last few minutes. Yeah, you were down 25 points with three minutes to go in the half. And considering right now you're only down 18, you went on a 9-2 run over the final three minutes and a little bit of change there to end the half. I think you go in right now saying, okay, 
the first half's over. The shock of, of playing, you know, the kind of the hometown, you know, rivalry here, the, the 45 minute up the road rivalry is kind of out of the way. Now we can go back and we can settle in now, take a deep breath. We know we can do offensively. We know we can play with these guys because you did it for for three and a half minutes there towards the end of the second quarter and go back and try to just chip away at this lead. You're not going to get it all back in one possession. Maybe try to go in and say, hey, let's try to get it down to 10 within within the, 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 yeah. the third quarter. And then it's anybody's ball game at that point, fourth quarter. If you can try to do that, make some halftime adjustments, buckle down defensively, and get your offense back into a rhythm offensively, I think you're going to give yourself a decent shot to at least maybe try to get into this lead and maybe get it down to double figures, if not, maybe come all the way back. Yeah, and that's exactly what you do, is you go in and, and you map out you know, uh, the, the comeback path, right? You, you say, we're down 18. You know, the first five minutes, let's try to get it, like you said, to this number. And then, you know, maybe try to get it to try to get it to single digits by the end of the third quarter. And then into the fourth quarter, you know, anything can happen with, with that funny thing called momentum. But the Trailblazers have their work cut out for them. But good to see things end on a bright spot there in the second half. And, and if you're Dixie State, you go in knowing, yes, we just got severely, you know, we got outplayed in, in, the, in the first half. Uh, we were timid. They, they pushed us out of everything that we wanted to do. We maybe didn't get the highest percentage shots, but we did have some three-point shots that, I mean, the Trailblazers go three, three of 11. Say they make three more of those shots, you know, what, what different point are we, are we in at, at this point? So the Trailblazers have their work cut out for them, but... They're going to be able to, to make some adjustments, try to figure some things out at the half. Let's step away. We're going to take the full five-minute timeout. When we come back, we'll break it all down. We'll give you the numbers. We'll give you our thoughts. We'll go back to our keys to the game, kind of grade those out, see where we are through 20 minutes of basketball, and uh, and then take a look around the Western Athletic Conference, let you know what other games are in progress. Trailblazers trailing 42-24. Can they make a game of it in half number two? We'll find out. Five-minute timeout and back to Cedar City, Utah on the Trailblazer Basketball Network. It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf, St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics. Welcome back inside the American First Event Center. It is halftime. Dixie State trailing 42-24. And uh, all I want for Christmas is you being played over the uh, the speakers. That's the second time. I, I love Christmas music, but... And I'm going to keep making these uh, cheesy analogies, but all Dixie State wants for Christmas is about a 25 to nothing run coming out of the uh, the halftime break. And uh, you know, we'll, we'll we'll kind of give our thoughts and how we think something like that could happen. But first, welcome you inside the halftime report. Let, let's give you the numbers from the first half. Carrick Sangmiller, Drayson Ball, courtside inside the American First Event Center, and let's look at uh, Dixie State shooting percentage in the uh, in the first quarter. Dixie State. Excuse me, the first half. Trailblazers go 8 of 28 and shooting 28% from the field, 3 of 11 from the outside, 27% from beyond the arc, 5 of 6 from the free throw line, 83% there. Uh, If you're the Trailblazers, what you probably are going to need, though, is a a few more free throw attempts to get back into this game. Got to start hitting a couple threes. That'll open some things up and then get to the free throw line a bunch of times and kind of you know, what, what's the old cliche saying? Try to, you know, bring it back a little closer without the clock ticking. 
But, but those are the, the, sh- the percentages. And, Drace, we talked about before the break how a lot of those shots are open looks. They had some good open threes that uh, Coach Gustin is okay with, but a lot of those are other shots that are forced up after just a couple of dribbles and, you know, 10 t- seconds off the shot clock and, and, and just trying to hurry and get it up, you know, before maybe you turn it over. So Trailblazers, a, a ton of work to do. Uh, those are the team percentages for Dixie State. Let's let's look individually. And uh, Trailblazers led by Isaacson with five points. Shea Potter has four points. Three points for Vegas Camacho. She came and made a three. Three points for Stevenson. Three points for Gillen. And two points each for Hannah Robbins and London Pavlika. Do you look at those numbers, Trace? And let's let's rewind the clock back to our uh, our keys to the game and look at Dixie State's numbers and kind of grade those out to get ready for the second half. We said being tough and, and playing competitive. Uh, obviously, that has just not happened in, in the first half. They, they were, I don't know if they were surprised by the full court and the heavy pressure uh, coming in, but uh, that was one thing. Defensive rebounds, let's take a look at that. Dixie State uh, being out-rebounded. What's the count there? 24-16 to 16, uh, total overall the rebounds. So right now, Southern Utah is dominating the glass. In fact, five offensive rebounds for the T-Birds, just one offensive rebound for Dixie State. And that's really where one of the some of the you know bigger uh, differences is coming for the Thunderbirds right now. They're just getting extra possessions right now, especially with the offensive rebounds and the turnovers they force for Dixie State. Uh, Trailblazers, uh, we mentioned those first two keys. Next key was uh, positive assist to turnover ratio. Dixie State, after two quarters of basketball, just three assists and nine turnovers so you know below the mark there as well uh limit post touches or just limit uh liz graves uh as a whole uh graves isn't the one that's killing tonight they've done a good job on her she's one for five from the field she's got four points uh but how about franson with 12 eaton with 10 um and i tell you who's for me one of the key cogs of this SUU, she might not be doing all the scoring. She only got five points, but Doherty is defending like crazy. She's rebounding like crazy. And she, she's got six rebounds already. Six of them just, you know, five of them just ripping it off the defensive end and just running it down the floor. And then she's distributing as well. And she's doing, I mean, when you look at what you need in a point guard at this level, and she checks all the boxes for what, you need at this level to run your offense yes, and your defense. Yeah, that's what I said. She, she is the perfect, uh, you know, as far as this game, she's running the offense right now for for the, the Thunderbirds. She's able to be able to control and exact, do exactly what they want to do offensively. And then defensively, she's really given Dixie State some problems, whether it be London Pavlica or Vegas Camacho or Brianna Gillen or Maggie Fortune. kind of guard whoever is handling the ball for Dixie State and has been able to apply a lot of pressure for Dixie State turnover. So she's really done a whole lot right now without actually affecting the game, at least on an offensive category with just the five points. She's done so many more things than just which is one of the true testaments of uh, what a good player could be. Uh, SUU in the first half, how about uh, 47% from the field, 16 of 54. Moved down a little bit second half, or second quarter. Uh, I mean, you go between calling men's and women's games, it really throws you between halves and quarters. Uh, 16 to 34, 47% clip uh, for SUU in the uh, first half but five of nine from the outside a 55 percent clip there and five of eight from the free throw line for 62 percent uh dixie states as we take a look at their upcoming schedule uh, this is it 
before Christmas. Your next game uh, is actually January 4th at home against Simpson. And this next 20 minutes of basketball is what you're going to take with you in terms of your basketball into the you know, break and whatever time we have. The Trailblazers, we're going to learn a lot about what this team is made of. This is only the third game of the season, and this is the first. I mean, they, they did play, and they fell to Portland State for me. This is the first big test. I want to see what this team was, is made of. I want to see some grit. Yeah, you've got to show how much you want it. At this point right now, you're down 18. You're not into the game at this point. and get back in. It all comes down to who wants it. Do you want to come out and lay an egg in the second half and, and not play like you're capable of playing? Or do you want to come out and say, hey, we belong in Division One. We belong to play in this game. Let's come out, show some heart, show some grit, and be able to try to claw your way back in and make this game. Now, team points, certainly not insurmountable for Dixie State, but you're a long ways from being into it. you got to come out, and you got to prove that you want it more. 42-24. That is score. Both teams going back to the original starters for the second half. That'll be best team. Great story, Eaton and Franson for Dixie State. Pavlik, Stevenson, Gillen, Robinson, Isaac. Session of the second half. They flip sides. So SUU now moving right to left as we see it. You hear it. Dixie State will be moving back left to right here over these final 20 minutes of basketball. Doherty, Satini looking in to Franson. Robinson probably lucky she didn't get called for an over the back foul. Franson will miss a jumper. Isaacson ran past the rebound. Offensive rebound Graves. Her back won't go. Isaacson grabs the rebound. Yeah, got to get those, uh, got to crash the glass if you're Dixie State. Graves was able to slip away from Isaacson and grab that offensive rebound. Luckily, it didn't cost him. There's Pavlika again, harassed by Doherty. They try to screen up. It's proved in effect. London whipping it inside. Robbins catching, spinning, shooting shot. Might have been partially tipped by Doherty, but she still got it up on the rim but missed it. Pass. Ahead for Doherty is stolen by Stevenson, and back and forth we go. Kessler bounce it to Gillen. Fadeaway jumper, no. Boy, I tell you, Satini had her arm wrapped all the way around Gillen on that play, but nothing. Like, oh. The lane is into the corner. Satini. Play third quarter. The first minute or so, Graves driving and ran over Emily Isaacson. Emily's got a rebound game, and now he's drawn a charge. Can that be? It's not point scored, but it is some positive. Can that continue to hopefully leap Yeah, for Dixie State right now, just get back and just get into a rhythm. I don't know if you've ever you've been into a rhythm offensively, but get into a rhythm, make some crisp passes, and see if you can't get a couple cheap ones to get yourself back into this game. Here's Pavlika. State able to break the SUU press. Now they settle into the half court. Pass into the corner. Gillen, left side. Stopped by Eaton. So bring it back out. Pavlika, left wing, nine to shoot. A screen there from Potter. Rejects it. Goes to the left. Floats it off the side of the backboard. Ball is loose. Pavlika's got it. It's going to be a shot clock violation. Are they stopped play or are we playing on? SUU went down the floor and scored a layup after there was about four whistles that rang out. I mean, pardon me, but yeah, the, the, that looked like I was watching my, my daughter's third-grade basketball game. 
Yeah, the, the referee the, right in front of us blew her whistle and was signaling shot clock violation. And all the Dixie State players stopped, and then it was a five-on-none fast break. There was not full possession of the loose ball when the shot clock hit zero, so it's the correct whistle. You know, it's, it's not I – mean, the rules are, are hard and fast. It's not like a soccer official that has, say, a play on. But, you know, the basketball – my point of view over here, shot, it hit zero, and then – And regardless. And then it was scooped up and ran up. Regardless, whistles rang out, and that's the yes. thing with Dixie State. Yeah. Can't, obviously, they heard the whistle and stopped playing. They, they figured it would be a shot clock violation. As well, so they stopped playing. SU may, may maybe not have heard, or maybe was just trying to steal one. But uh, <laughs> they well, they went down to the other end, got a layup, and I think that's what caused the confusion. Well, <laughs> Coach Sanders was upset. She wanted the layup to count, and like, and, and to be okay. fair, the the referee we're, we're the was right in front of us. Sanders yeah. is, is completely kitty corner, almost on the other end of the court. She may not have been able to hear it. They are overlooking. I think they're just trying to get the right amount of. Time. Right, because because obviously, yeah. obviously not going to overturn and say the basket's no. good because of the whistles that were that were <laughs> bl- clearly blown, and and the referee here that blew it out obviously had signaled shot clock, so therefore you, you can't obviously overturn the basket, <laughs> right? I, I, mean, I mean, I guess never say never, but no, they're, they're going over. The clock continues to run, so they've got to try to run it back and see what the game clock was sitting at at that So, Dixie State trailing 42-24. They've been able to keep SUU off the clock, or off the, the scoreboard here in the second half, over the first two minutes, but they've not been able to convert offensively. That's a discussion going now between officials at, at half court. I mean, I guess maybe some discussion is where the ball is inbounded as well. The ball is sitting on Dixie State's end of the floor still, and to me, that's where that ball should be inbounded. Shot clock violation. Need to go three quarters quarters of the way, because that's where the ball was. That's what they're saying. Shot clock violation. The ball will be inbounded right in front of the Dixie State bench. And that's, and that's the right call. That, yeah. That's exactly oh, how it should have been. It took a little bit longer than maybe we would have, we would have and they, liked. And they put seven seconds back up on the clock. Here we go. Back in play. It'll be Doherty setting things up for SUU. Dribbling over to the right. Now Franson, she can shoot it from out there. Potter able to get a hand up and persuade her not to shoot a three-point shot. Here's Eaton. Skip past Doherty. Sides against the three. Dribbles to the free throw line. A path opens up. She's able to get a shot up. It's blocked. What a foul. As well, he's going to get Shea Potter. Help side. And that will send Dory to the line for a pair of free throws. And already in the first uh, two minutes and ten seconds of the second quarter, or the second half, I, I can tell that Dixie State really has made it their, their mind up to be more active and yeah. aggressive defensively. They're really trying to stay in front of, uh, in front of the ball handler. And really trying to limit the amount of possess, limit the amount of penetration for the Thunderbirds. Both the Potter grabs, but it's tied up by France. And the arrow favors Dixie State. Anna Robbins 
check. And Potter will get a rest. It was Potter's third foul, so they needed to get out. Back in play we go. Neither team has scored over the first two and a half minutes of the third quarter. Can Dixie State take advantage here and get some buckets? Havlicka trapped. Far side. It's tied up. And the ball is going to go back to SUU on the tie-up. That's as good as a steal in the books. And that's one thing that you got to learn against this pressure, this three-quarter court press. You can't dribble into the corner there. Once you get across half-court, that half-court line almost acts as an out-of-bound line because you can't go back over. You use the end line plus two defenders, and you got boxed in. You can't dribble. That's where they want you to dribble is into that corner just across half-court. Here's Eaton. Skip past Doherty. The angle right side. Drives center of the key. Throws it up with the left hand. No, but it falls into the hands of France. Well, there was a shot clock reset there, and I don't think that hit rim. Here's Satini. We'll drive inside. Circus shot gets it to go and one. There's the first bucket of the third quarter, nearly three minutes in. The offensive rebounds coming to bite Dixie State in the back once again. You've got to be able to secure the, the rebounds when you get a chance, and obviously Satini read that her defender had to close out on her. She pumped eight to three, which got her defender off balance and took one dribble or two dribbles to her left hand, got all the way to the bucket, and made the bucket. Free throw up and in, and one. Traditional three-point play will start the scoring in the third quarter. 45-24. Up the floor, here's Robbins. Shot is blocked, and here comes SUU. Eaton. Yo-yoing back and forth. Shot blocked by Stevenson. But Graves gets the rebound and puts it back up and in. Well, I tell you, Doherty's getting away with anything she wants to on her defense on London Pavlika. And now they finally blow a whistle, and Eaton's going to complain about it. She doesn't like it, but they are holding, grabbing, pushing, bumping, you name it. And it's just not being called very often. Kill it. We'll trigger right in front of the Dixie State bench. 6.36 on the game clock, 20 seconds on the shot clock. 47-24, Dixie State trailing by 23. Stevenson is fouled as she jumps a fall-away jumper just inside the arc. She'll get two free throws. And they're going to get eaten once again. That's one of those new rules that they've implemented the last couple of seasons. You have to allow the jump shooter to come down. I think Eaton kind of invaded the space there of Kessie Stevenson as she kind of stepped back, took a jumper, a long contested two. Eaton came down into her space and was not able to give her enough landing room. Stevenson free throw up and in. There's the first Dixie State point of the third quarter. Just the first free throw attempt for Kesley Stevenson on the three games so yeah. far this season. Like to see her be a little more aggressive. If you can get to the free throw line, see a few go in, you can get into a better rhythm offensively and maybe get some threes to go down for Kesley. Well, free throws up and in, 47-26. Dixie State trailing by 21, 6.22 to go. Franson will jump a three right wing, a deep three, and she knocks it in. You just don't expect the six-foot-one redshirt freshman forward to jump it from out there. Do everything else right defensively. She makes you pay. Gillen weaving into the lane. Can't get it to go. Rolls off. And the rebound to Francis. Quickly ahead, Melania. Melania to Doherty for three straight away. And it's good. Back-to-back three-point shots. For the Thunderbirds. 53-26. 27-point lead all of a sudden. Here's Gillen driving baseline left. Shot is blocked by Doherty. 
and tipped loose out of bounds back to SUU. 7 of 11 right now for the Thunderbirds from deep. Something Dixie State's got to be able to capitalize on or improve on. You just can't give a good team like SUU open looks at the three from beyond the arc. Doherty a little slow to get up. Still on the floor right under the Dixie State basket. Right, you're SUU. That's one of your players that you just are hoping that you know, whatever is the issue, that it's not going to be anything that's going to be long-term. Let, let's take a quick break. Take a 30-second uh, injury timeout, 5.37 to go third quarter. Right back to Cedar City, Utah, on the Trailblazer Basketball Network. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3. It's back to the action for DSU athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics. back inside the broadcast live from the American First Event Center. You can hear a pin drop as we come back from the break. Just Doherty just not able to put much weight on that right leg. A trainer on each arm helping her off. We, you know, we wish her all the best. We've, you know, we've talked about her defense and what she brings to the table there and, and how she commands this SUU offense almost to perfection. And you know, This season is so young and for what SUU wants to do this year, she, she's an integral part of it. We wish her the best. Hope she can be okay. Yeah, so skilled offensively. She works hard defensively. She's got so many things she brings to the table. Hopefully she's all right. Back out of the timeout. Inside SUU off the window. It's Lizzie Williamson. Couldn't get it to go. The redshirt freshman center. Six foot five out of Australia. Trailblazers the rebound. Pavlika inside Robbins. Good find and a good finish. From Hannah Robbins, 53-28, Dixie State trailing by 25. And they put a couple more possessions like that together. Eaton to Belania. Belania to the left, 15-foot jumper, falling away. No, Pavlik of the rebound. And that's the Pavlik you like to see, getting rebounds and then getting up in transition. They'll slow it down, though. She'll set up the offense, three-point land straight away. London, leaving for Isaacson. Left wing, 14 to shoot. All the action beyond the arc. Now Gillen explodes inside. Wraparound pass to Robbins up and in. Pushed in the back by Thornberry. She gets the bucket and the foul. Dixie State to 30 points on the night. Can make it 31 if Robbins can make the free throw. And once again, created by dribble penetration. It puts the defense in such a hard position when you can come off a screen with the ball as the ball handler and get into the paint. It forces the defense to make a choice. Are you going to stop the ball or are you going to sag off and, and play help side defense? In that case, they helped on the ball. They stopped the penetration, but then they were able to find Robinson right underneath the basket, and Thornberry had no choice but to try to push her in the back and stop her from making the shot. That's what you have to do and what SUU has been able to do so well. Get into the paint and force the defense into a bad situation. The Trailblazers need to be able to do more of that if they want to get back into this game. 53-30, Dixie State trailing by 23. 4.30 to go, third quarter. Let's step away just a 30-second timeout. Come back 
right here on the Trailblazer Basketball Network. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer. And the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3. It's back to the action for DSU athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics. 430 to play. Dixie State trailing by 23. The Trailblazers have looked better over the last few minutes. Back-to-back buckets for Hannah Robbins. She's got six points. She'll try to convert the and one play here. Free throw is up and in. 53-31. Dixie State within 22. We mentioned... This is kind of a return game for Hannah Robbins. Played two seasons right here at SUU before transferring to Dixie State over this last offseason. Satini to the free throw line. Hesitates, drives inside off the window. She kicked it into a second gear and blew past everybody and laid it in. 55-31. Certainly not known for scoring. Just came in averaging 1.3 points per game but has seven points for the T-Birds. She'll get called for the foul. Bumping Gillen. And that'll be her the fifth team foul. At least the scoreboard's showing five team fouls for SUU. I don't know what, there we go. Now they got it. We've got a couple things tonight where there's just not been a lot of communication. Yeah. Now they get everyone lined up. two free throws for Gillen. First one's up and in. She's trying to fight back and win a round here. Outscored in both the first and second quarter. Both free throws up and in. Trailing 55-33 in the game. 13-9 in the third quarter. Trying to win a round here. Here's Eaton. Bounces it out to Thornberry. Cross court pass Belania. Belania will hold. Puts the ball on the floor. A couple of dribbles to the right elbow up and in. Ball gets away. It's just so, I mean, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have known it just looking at the season box score, but a lot of weapons on this SUU team. And you just saw kind of the big three coming into the game and in Graves, Doherty, and Franson. There have been some players, other players getting the job done. Isaacson, jumper in the paint. Too strong. SUU the rebound. Here's Satini to the free throw line. 319 remaining third quarter. It's a 57-33 advantage for SUU. Here's Eaton. Eaton to the free throw line. Will drive inside. Runs into Isaacson. And the foul will go against Isaacson. And free throws 
for Madeline Eaton. Once again, created by dribble penetration from Eaton. But you, what you're seeing right now from the Thunderbirds is the ball never stops. There's never a point where it's going, you know, back and forth between, you know, two people on the left side of the floor. It's starting at the right side of the floor. They're running action on the right side that then brings the ball back to the left, and then they're bringing it back into the paint or finding someone in the corner. The ball is moving constantly within the Thunderbirds offense, and it's really allowed them to, like I mentioned, get into the paint or find open uh, players to distribute for some open buckets. First free throw good for Eaton. And she'll hit the second, 59-33. Trailblazers trailing by 26. Pavlika, pass inside to Robbins. It's knocked out of her hands and taken away by SUU. That looked like it was going to be an easy bucket on a great look from Pavlika. Finally starting to get some of that swagger back is Pavlika. And then the shot wasn't able to be finished by Robbins as it was knocked out of her hands. Eaton has it knocked out of her hands by Robbins. But SUU regains possession. Belenia holding left wing, eight to shoot. She'll center it up with five to shoot. Crosses over left, step back three straight away, missed everything into the hands of Eaton in a shot clock violation. That was a good defensive possession there by Dixie State, forcing a couple of bad shots. It forced Belania into kind of a, a last-second step back, you know, 24-foot three-pointer and, and really a good defensive possession for the Trailblazers. As ahead to Gillen. Gillen holding the free-throw line, now brings it out. And we'll set up the offense. Backs way up. Whip it out. Isaacson, three, straight away, too strong. Ball is tapped out of bounds to SUU. 158 to play, third quarter. 59-33. And a shot Isaacson, I'm sure, wishes she would have had back. 40% three-point shooter coming into today's game. Gillen did a nice job coming off that screen. Brought both defenders as Isaacson popped out of the three-point line, had a wide-open three, no one within 10 feet of her, and missed it. And SU going to turn it over. Eaton and Maggie McCord kind of got tangled up. No fouls were called, but Eaton was not able to get to the pass from Satini, and it went out of bounds. Dixie State will take it. Michaela Johnson in, Brooke Vance in for SU, or excuse me, for Dixie State. Kesley Stevenson back in as well. McCord going to bring the ball up the floor. We'll settle into the half court with 1.35 to play third quarter. We'll bounce it to Stevenson. Kessley holding left wing. Swing it to Maggie McCord. Quick catch and shoot three. Right wing is short. Ball tapped around. Follows her shot. Could not get the rebound and bumps into the back of Belania and picks up the foul. It'll be the fourth team foul against Dixie State. Second personal against McCord. Give me her first. Back in play we go. 120 to play third quarter. Satini. The Belania. Left corner now, Satini. Crossing over, getting to the bucket, and in. Shoulder to shoulder with Brooke Vance, and she'll score it. 61-33, 28-point lead, and a whistle and a foul as Satini with a 28-point lead going for a steal on the inbounds pass. One thing we mentioned, Carrot, coming into today's game is, is not a lot of bench scoring for the Thunderbirds. That's held true for the most part tonight. Just, uh, let's see, count up seven, just 11 points off the bench right now 
for the Thunderbirds, the rest of them, those 50 points coming with with the five starters. Satini's got nine graves with just six. We were really worried that she might be able to get loose and get off tonight with just six points. Doherty with eight, and then 12 and 15 by Eaton and Franson. McCord will miss the first free throw. 61-33, Samantha Johnson into the game for SUU. McCord's second free throw, missed them both. And ball tapped out of bounds and back to Dixie State. Brooke Vance did a good job trying to keep that one alive. And 6-1 freshman from yep. Salem, Utah, bringing some energy off the bench her first minutes of the evening. That's what you got to do, come off the bench, bring some energy. Inbound pass to Kesley Stevenson, jumper left side, just won't go in. Trailblazers can't get one tonight. A full court pass ahead from Belania. Ahead to Barrington, and she'll lay it in. Good find and a good finish. And it's a 30-point lead for the first time tonight. 63-33, 35 seconds remaining. Johnson backing in, misses. Offense, nope. I'm going to say offensive rebound. But McCord lost it. It's tied up. It'll go back to Dixie State. With that, Madeline Eaton will check back in. 26.8 seconds to play. Third quarter. 30-point lead for SUU. Here's Pavlika, jumper left side. They just can't get anything to fall in here. Eaton on the long rebound. She'll push it ahead. Leaves it for Satini. One more pass to Camps. She'll drive inside. Scores it with a foul. Johnson will pick up the foul for SU, or excuse me, for DSU. Camps will have one more free throw. 9 of 16 right now for the Thunderbirds in this third quarter. Two of three from deep. Free throw is off the mark, but we got a lane violation. Against Michaela Johnson. Just got to make sure we check every single box of everything that could possibly go wrong tonight. Uh, uh, no whistle, shot clock violation, uh, <laughs> uh, lane violation. The free throw is good this time. Ten seconds remaining. Here's McCord pushing the ball back up the floor. Layup blocked. Pass ahead to Eaton with four seconds. Three seconds. One-on-one -on -one with Stevenson. Shot blocked in transition by Stevenson. To end the quarter. And it looked like it was going to end the quarter, but I think they're going to go to the monitor and make sure that there's no time left. In a 30-point game, we got to go to the monitor and make sure that there's not .6 seconds left. On a great block from Kesley Stevenson. Stays one-on-one -on -one with Eaton and gets a block. We're going to keep it right here until we know whether the third quarter is actually officially over or not. Go ahead. And in the meantime, we'll fill, fill yeah. that with uh, some stats. 11-0 run right now for the Thunderbirds over the last 343. Uh, Dixie State, all of their last seven field goals, uh, a four-minute scoring drought for the Trailblazers. You know, just a situation where I think, you know, you've got to come out. At this point, I think the game is pretty much out of reach as they add 1.3 seconds to the third quarter clock. But I think a situation now, the game's pretty much out of reach at this point. They're, they're 33 points ahead, but got to come out and you got to be able to take away something from this game go out whether it be whether it be defense let's limit them to say let's let them get only 14 points in the in the fourth quarter or maybe it's offensively let's see if we can get up to 50 points in, in the fourth quarter try to go out and accomplish something in its fourth quarter to give your team something to build on 
going into this break and his holiday break and come back, uh, get into the meteor schedule and conference play uh, on a on a high. They are going to put 1.3 seconds back up on the clock. 1.3 very important seconds in this game. Inbound pass, Johnston, three-pointer, no. Now it's the end of the third quarter. 66-33. Trailblazers trailing by 33. We'll take a 60-second timeout and come back on the Trailblazer Basketball Network. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf's in those matchups. Dixie State trailing by 33 as we enter the fourth quarter of this, the first official contest between the two. Here we go, underway in the fourth and an offensive foul against SUU. And have a moving screen yeah. against Kinsley Barrington, her third. 33-point game. We still got full court pressure. Applied by SUU. Here's Gillen. Looking it out, Isaacson. Now Pavlika, 9.35 to play. Pavlika with 13 to shoot. Finds Gillen. Gillen throws it away. Stolen by Eaton. And Eaton will go coast to coast. Lay it up and in. 68-33. 9-15 to play. And Dixie State. Trying to see if they can find anything. And there's something. London Pavlika, 15-foot jumper left side up and in. 68-35. Johnston for three for SUU on the other end. It's up and in. 71-35, 8-32 remaining, fourth quarter. Once again, uh, SUU showing that despite their uh, their numbers coming into this game, a good three-point shooting team. Uh, Samantha Johnson coming in uh, cold off the bench, a six-foot freshman from Cedar City, and uh, knocks down a three. Stevenson will bounce to Pavlika. Pavlika leaning, couldn't get it to go, fighting for her own rebound. No, rebound to Camps. Pass ahead to Eaton, a whistle and a foul. Free throws. And Eaton just was able to get out ahead, and she had a one-on-one matchup with Kesley Stevenson. And uh, a heady play really by Madeline Eaton, the 5'8 sophomore, right, right at Stevenson, was not able to get the, the bucket to go, but drew the contact, and she'll go to the free throw line. A uh, 41% free throw shooter is Eaton, but uh, early in the season, not a lot of attempts. SUU checking in. Rebecca Black going to get her first appearance as Eaton makes the first free throw. Black, junior forward, six foot two, out of Coffs Harbor, Australia. But not the same Rebecca Black that went viral about ten years ago for uh, for the song Friday, right? Not the same one. No, I don't think so. I don't think so, right? Nope. Now that song's going to be stuck in my head 
the rest of the night. Thank you for that. Well, maybe after the game's over, we can get Martin Kelly to play that song on Radio Dixie. <laughs> Dixie's taking to turn it over. Stolen away by from Stevenson by Johnston. 7.40 remaining. Dixie State trailing by 37. Belania. Over to the right side. Swing it to Johnson. Another three. No, but was she fouled? Or was there a foul on the screen? Foul is against Kesley Stevenson. They're looking. Yeah, that's going to be away from that. Wasn't on the sh- wasn't on the shot. I, I think it was, it was Stevenson fighting, fighting through, through the screen, screen right? like yeah. initially thought. There was a kind of a, a high screen that was trying to get uh, Eaton, or excuse me, Johnson, an open three. I think Stevenson was just trying to fight through that screen. We don't get replay like we get at home. I missed that. There's Johnston. She's going to take another three. Offensive rebound. Put back. No. And the rebound for Dixie State. Here we go. Coast to coast. Up and in for Brianna Gillen. 72-37. A good find by Easy London Pavlica as she was able to get kind of a semi-fast break, was able to find Gillen almost kind of over her shoulder, almost behind her, and Gillen able to penetrate and get the little eight-foot floater to go. Johnston, top of the key, Belania. Going left, kicking it back out. Three on the way for Barrington. Dies on the back iron. Ball is loose, out of bounds, back to Dixie State. T-Birds have cooled off a little bit yeah. from, from deep. The last couple of possessions uh, at three. Three out of the last four possessions, uh, three-pointers have not gone. A couple of shots by Johnson, and then that one there by Barrington. Just 8 of 16 now. Still, the percentage will take with 50%. 32-37. Still 6.15 to play here in the fourth quarter. See what Dixie State can start to do. Pavlika, shot, block, no, foul. Very faint whistle on the far side. That'll send London Pavlika to the free throw line. But I've liked what I've seen from Pavlika over the last yes. uh, 10 to 12 minutes or so of game action. I think, you know, as unfortunate as it, as it might sound, I think, you know, the, the defensive pressure put on her by Darty in the first half, you know, having – Darty go to the bench with an injury, I think, has made Pavlika able to play a little more loose, a little more free. She's been able to get in the bucket a few times, distribute, get a few assists, and maybe a couple of rebounds as well. I think she's been able to just be a little bit looser. 72-39. See State. Trailing by 33. Belania. Free throw line jumper on the way and in for SUU. 74-39. Thunderbirds continue to pour it on. Pavlika back up the near side for Dixie State. There's McCord. McCord right wing holding nine to shoot. It's a screen from Vance, stripped out of her hands, taken away. It's Lord driving down 
the floor, missed the layup. Offensive rebound, SUU. Or are they going to call foul? They are going to call foul. But it's against Dixie State. Brooke Vance picking it up. Yeah, just a situation for Dixie State offensively. You know, you just trying to, to dribble penetrate between two defenders, and one of them just uh, took the ball right away from you. you got to be able to protect the basketball when you're going to the basket like that. Here's Lord. Turn around, jumper, couldn't get it to go. Rebound, Brooke Vance. Vegas Camacho into the game, the true freshman from Las Vegas. Vegas. The left kicks it back out, Vance. Rook looking inside, Muscarail, whipping it back out, Gillen. Pump fake, will drive inside, layup off the window. No, but a whistle and a foul. Will take us to the under five, media timeout. 4.42 to play. Dixie State trailing 74-39. Brianna Gillen will have two free throws after the 60-second timeout on the Trailblazer Basketball Network. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3. It's back to the action for DSU athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics. back inside Eric First Event Center here in Cedar City, Utah, campus of SUU. Trailblazers trailing 74-39. And, uh, you know, I think a little bit of a shock. I don't think anyone, you know, I think we expected a little bit of a gap, you know, but we were interested to see how, how big of a gap. And, and uh, then a little bit of a shock tonight. Trailblazers under 40 points still. Gillen will have two free throws, can get him up over. And if you're a Dixie State fan, certainly no reason to panic. It's yeah. a long season. This is your third game. Technically, really your second game playing a Division One school. You play, you beat Park University. They're an NAIA school. So technically, just your second game yeah. playing a Division One school. This is going to be a long journey. You, you Absolutely. can't fail after one game. You played well against Portland State. You haven't played great against tonight. A learning curve, and uh, just stick with us because this team's got a lot, lot off. Couldn't have said it better myself. Transition years are always very, very tough. Thunderbirds. Going to turn it over. Briar Tronier. I've heard the name tonight. Here's Gillen. Pass ahead to McCord. Back to Gillen. Drive inside. Ducks under a defender, but missed the jumper. Tronier the rebound. Good ball movement for SUU. The layup won't stay down, though, for Barrington. Dixie State the rebound. Here's McCord. And I like what I've seen from Dixie State's offense the last couple of possessions. Able to just really penetrate and try to get some open looks. Camacho to Brooke Vance, and she left it short. Muscle rail the rebound. Put back no, and McCord lost her chance at an offensive rebound on the end line. Trailblazers still under 40 points. Almost ended up perfectly for Dixie State. The shot by Vance went went begging, and the Muscrow was right there to <laughs> grab it, but couldn't lay it back up and in. Polania 
Off a screen, he'll kick it left side to Lord. Or to the free throw line, knocked out of her hands. Comes back up with it, though. On the floor, and a jump ball going to be called. Arrow to Dixie State. Trailblazers trying to find some points. In the late part of this game. McCord dishing inside to Musco Rail. She gets it up off to the backboard. Won't stay down, but she'll get two free throws as a foul against SUU. Trailblazers just two of six from the field in the third, excuse me, in the second, excuse me, in the fourth quarter. I'm going to get it right this one of these times. Two of six from the field in the fourth quarter, just four of 21 from the field in the second half. Four field goals in the second half. Not going to get it done. Muscarell makes the first, misses the second. Thunderbirds the rebound. Alexa Lord stops the dribble just inside the arc. Got a Barrington. Barrington bouncing inside. Tronier high off the glass and in. 76-40. Two You told me before this game. I know we talked about the transition year. And you talked, it is tough. All valid points. You would have told me that it would be almost be a 40-point game tonight. I probably would have laughed at you. Just would not have expected that. McCord throws it away. It's stolen by Lord, and she'll drive it, miss it. Offensive rebound, put back, no. Another offensive rebound. They'll kick it out. And Belania had a three, and a very sporting move. Didn't take it, backed it out. And they'll work it back around. Barrington inside, jump with the left hand and score it. And it just too easy right now for, for SUU. Dixie State just not applying the pressure that you would expect from, from the Trailblazers right now. Obviously, the game's out of hand at this point, but I think you gotta you got to show some heart here, play a little bit better defensively, just coming too easy right now for the T-Birds. Musco rail. To Brooke Vance. She says, why not? Takes a three. No. Musco rail going to chase down the long rebound. Back to Gillen. Gillen drives inside. Off the window and in for Brianna Gillen. 78-42, 140 remaining. Gillen leading all scores right now for Dixie State. That was her ninth point for the Trailblazers. Belania. The Lord. Back to Belania. Three-pointer right wing. No. Ball tapped around. Offensive rebound. Thunderbirds reset. Tronier inside. She's fouled. And a foul that We'll send her to the free throw line. Pick up a couple of the free throws, and with 1.19 to go, game gets extended a little further. Two free throws for Tronier. First one up and in. That's the second one fly, and it's good. Makes both. 80 points for SUU. And Coach Sanders has officially unloaded the entire bench. All the starters off the floor now for SUU. Gillen will bounce it in and a whistle and a foul and more free throws. 
here's maybe one of the one of the most telling stats in in the game, Carrick. I mean, you know, obviously there's been a lot of things that that Dixie State has been lacking tonight. Here's one of the most telling stats: 49 to 30, the total rebound differential, almost a 20 rebound differential from SUU to Dixie State, uh, and uh, 34. Excuse me. 15 to 6 offensive rebounds. 15 offensive rebounds for the Thunderbirds. Johnston for three the other way. Rims out after Dixie State missed both free throws. And with 50 seconds remaining, Dixie State will settle into the offense. Muscarail. Free throw line jumper up and in. Annabella Muscarail getting a jumper. 80 to 44. He stayed trailing by 36. Pass to Williamson. Shot blocked by Muscarail. Pulled down. Handed off to Gillen. Two-second differential between game and shot clock. Gillen. To Muscarail handing off to Camacho. Fires a three. Short. And a... Wow. A lot going on there. Thornberry with the, uh, the rebound. Looked like she was pushed by Vance. Goes to the ground. No whistle was called. So then, to make up for it, they didn't call the travel either. And then eventually they t- they tied it up. Of all of all, of all to, the of all the the fouls that have been called tonight, <laughs> I think that one was the most deserving of a foul call, and it went uncalled. <laughs> but, but they they made it up by not calling the travel sure, though, because she enough. fell to the floor with fair the basketball. Enough. All don't lie, and the Thunderbirds ended up with the ball anyway. <laughs> and here we go. <laughs> Five seconds remaining, and that, that'll do it. 80 to 44, Dixie State traveling to Cedar City. And a lot, a lot to learn from this one. And we said that last week against Portland State. We're saying it again tonight. You know, a lot to learn from these. And you know, we we're gonna see if we can get Coach Gustin on the post game and, and see if uh He'll chat with us here in the post game. We see if, you know, after a game like that, he remembers to come over and chat with us. We, we, we'd like to. We want to. You know, we want to. I think he is going to come over here. So let's go check it out. We talked about making that our uh, kind of our post game tradition. You know, win or lose, we want to be able to talk with, with our great coaches here at Dixie State as he makes his way over. And here we are with head coach J.D. Gustin. And I'm trying to throw my mask back on here so that we can all be masked up and obeying the rules. And Coach, thanks so much for joining us here uh, post-game. Um, you know, it's always tough to talk after a game like that. But, uh, uh, you know, you come up, play SUU, and uh, there's going to be a lot of opportunity probably go back to the tape and, uh, you know, learning opportunity. Well, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> uh, not a whole... A lot to say right now, my friend. We just took it right on the chin. Um, no, but uh, believe it or not, um, our kids, we, we're going to have to go through some of these things. Yeah. Like the, the bottom line is um, Southern Utah played with a, a way better pace, a way better speed. They were faster to everything. Um, and it's something that it's going to take time for our kids to learn. And I, I, I'm, 
do my best not to make excuses. Yeah. But that's the way that I see it. You know, give credit to, to Tracy and her group because they were rolling um, tonight. Uh, they were playing at a, 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 a like two notches higher than us. And so it's good. The, our kids don't know. They don't know. Yeah. And, and, and we just uh, got schooled. Yeah, and it, you know, you go back to the kind of the second half late going against Portland State, and then I kind of into this game, and it just seems like they throw pressure, they get they get tentative. You know, obviously, I know it's really early, you know, after the game to ask you this, but what what do you think needs to be done to to encourage you know ball movement, to encourage hey, don't you know, don't ease up when they put pressure on us. You know, don't cave to that. Well, first of all, like our um, like our primary ball handlers, our point guards. Uh, we gotta get way. We gotta get them way better. Like, yeah. like you know, London's a good player, but but she's got to get way better at handling that. Uh, we we can't run anything if if she's tentative, if she's yeah. nervous about what she's doing. And there's no question she is right now. Coach, I think uh, you know one of the, a couple of key stats I, I wanted to point out. Uh, dominated on the boards, uh, 51 to 32. Um, offensively, they, they out-rebounded you by nine on the offensive glass, which led to some easy second-chance points. They, they shot very well from the field and from three. In fact, a little bit better from three, eight of 18 from from the three-point line. You guys kind of struggled a little bit, uh, just kind of getting some rhythm offensively going. What are the some of the key stats maybe that I mentioned? What was the, the biggest dagger for you guys tonight? Well, I think it started, the, the game started uh, – by getting beasted on the boards. Like we yeah. talked about it all week. Like we had, we talked three days and I told them that, that, that number 40 was going to come after him. And, you know, and we can't, we don't, we can't replicate that in practice. Yeah. So they got to learn. Like she's good. She plays with a motor and, um, she just beasted our bigs and, um, they're going to, you know, I, I think our kids going to learn from it. And then, um, you know, just, uh, it sped us up then, uh, or out of sorts offensively and just had no chance to find a rhythm f- from there. So you're, you're just, you're just hanging on uh, for dear life. And um, bottom line is it, it's just a great lesson for our kids. I, I, I don't, I mean, look at the stats all, all day and, and I don't think it matters the offensive plan, the defensive plan. This was about them being division one and us trying to figure out. And I, again, yeah. people can say that's an excuse, whatever. That's the way huh. I see it. It's, you know, huh. um, Certainly, yeah. we, yeah. we think it's a, you know, we talk about the broadcast, obviously, you know, transition years are tough. I mean, you, you came in, you built a team a few years ago and, 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 and worked it into just where you're starting to, to, to feel like you're ready to, you know, have a conference championship or something, and, you know, in the RMAC and D2. And now the transition year be, begins, you know, so you know, maybe take us through the mindset as coaches and what you're trying to impart to your players uh, in that sense of like, hey, you know, we're not making excuses, but let's be patient with each other and let's not, you know, shut it down after one game like this. That's right. No. And, and this is a process. And to be honest, we're going to turn the whole COVID thing, you know, into positive. Yeah. Like all these games are like, they're all almost practice games. Like, you know, for us to mm-hmm. go in there and me to blast them. Cause they, that's, we have to be patient and we have to teach and we have to learn. Um, and we're going to. Coach, what do you what, thing, what, what do you learn from this? I mean, there's so many things. Is, is it the speed of the game? Is it the pace? Is is it the the physicality? Is is it the effort? It, I mean, what what is one thing that you're going to go back, look at the tape, and what is the one thing that you're going to try to take away and implement to your team? Well, all of those things you just mentioned, <laughs> right? That's that that's that's what I've just been talking about. That's that's it. And then um, um, we had a couple really good days of practice where we played with that pace and intent. 
Southern Utah just came out and they punched us hard from the get-go and we couldn't get back on our feet. Um, and, and again, I'm telling you, we're going to have a couple yeah. of these this year. We are. Yeah. Um, and, and give, give her credit. Like she's doing a nice job here. They, um, they, they, you know, she's got a couple of good players and they play their freaking tails off. Coach, appreciate you stopping by. We'll, yeah. we'll let you get over and, you know, chat with your team, do what you need to do and get back on the road, get back to St. George. We wish you a Merry Christmas, That's Happy right. Holidays, and uh, we'll see you back in the burns here in a couple of weeks. Yeah, Merry Christmas, you guys. Thanks, Thanks Coach. Coach. That is head coach J.D. Gustin in the postgame here on uh, the Trailblazers postgame report. And, you know, it's, you know, I'm glad he came over, you know, because there, there are sometimes, honestly, in my, in my career as a broadcaster, there have been some games where you just, you're not really looking forward to the postgame chat, you know, but but we want to make it a priority this year. And I, I, I value every opportunity we have to talk with coach Gustin and, and, and to know and kind of get inside his head and, and learn what he's, he's thinking. And, uh, and he said some great things and, and for coach to be able to, to kind of compartmentalize like that and, and come over and basically say what we said and, and remember that this is a transition year, you know, it, you know, it always was going to be a transition year and there's going to be a few of those games. I think there's going to be some really high moments this year, too. I think there's going to be some fun wins in this season. But there's going to be some some lows like that. And, you know, be patient, take it, learn from it, and, and improve from, from game to game. You even said yourself on, on the Trailblazer Weekly game, you know, or show a couple of weeks ago that, you know, th- th- in a transition year and even in the first couple of years, I, I don't think it, it, your success is measured in wins and losses. It's measured in how competitive you are. Obviously, it wasn't a very competitive game tonight. But my next thought is, how do you respond? You, you come out and just you know, lay waste to Simpson on January 4th and then let that carry over into that weekend at New Mexico State and, and how are you going to bounce back? And I think that this season, that's how it's going to be going to be measured with this women's basketball team. Yeah, and I liked a few of the things that, that Coach Gustin said. I mean, obviously, the one of the things I, I think I took away the most is you just can't replicate this in, in practice. You don't, you cannot replicate uh, Derry Darry France and a 6-1 senior that, that has played uh, almost five years. She's a redshirt senior, so she's been around the program for five seasons now. You can't replicate that in practice. You can't replicate the speed of the game. And I talked about this on Triple A's Weekly a couple of weeks ago as well. That was my biggest thing is I wanted to see how does the speed of the game transition from Division Two to Division One. I. I didn't think it would be anything near what I saw tonight, but it seemed like to me the speed of the game and the speed at which the, the Thunderbirds played tonight, it, it was almost like they were playing two different sports at times because I think Dixie State was just used to playing at a slower pace, and that's what you could get away with in Division Two because just the athletes weren't quite as athletic. The, the you know they weren't quite as tall, they weren't quite as big, they weren't quite as long, and I think you could get away with some of that that slower pace. But you know in the Division One level, everyone's tall, yeah. everyone's athletic, everyone can defend, everyone's fast, and you've got to be able to get into the game and get into action. You can't replicate that in practice in your first two, three, four, five games, first season, first two seasons. You have to get onto the floor you have to take your lumps like this and you have to learn and that's one of the things that i think this this women's basketball team is going to be, have this year is a lot of opportunities to get out of the onto the court you're going to take your lumps you're going to lose by 30 40 50 points whatever it may be but from that you've got to be able to learn you've got to be able to grow and understand the differences in playing at the division one level couldn't have said it better myself good stuff uh trailblazers fall 80 to 44 in this one and uh, and and that'll do it for us uh, you know we can Give you the, the, the leading scores for Dixie State. Nine points for Gillen. Uh, seven points for Robbins. Um, on a night like tonight, it's hard to choose maybe a, a player of the game. 
per se, because because there's not really uh, you know any super efficient games there. Um, you know, Robbins came in. She scored seven points, three for three from the line. Um, you know, maybe go with Gillen, leading scorer, nine points. And I, and I will say, one thing that Brianna Gillen did do that doesn't show up on the stat sheet was, you know, you look at her final line. She goes three for 11. Most of those shots were in the paint. That was what she was at least trying to get inside, you know, get to the free throw line. And she did, you know, she was three for six from the stripe. Credit her to, you know, being aggressive and, and trying to get in and, and you know, we'll, we'll call Brianna Gillen our player of the game uh, tonight. Um, that'll do it for us. 80 to 44, Dixie State falling. Uh, we back in action Monday, January 4th against Simpson uh, back at the Burns Arena. Looking forward to it. Uh, wish all of you out there uh, a very Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Stay safe. Stay healthy. We'll be back at it in a couple of weeks in the Burns Arena. Shout out to Mark Kelly back in the Radio Dixie 91.3 studio for hanging out with us. For Drayson Ball, I'm Carrick Sagmiller. Have a great night, everybody. You've been listening to Dixie State Athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. For more information on Dixie State Athletics, DixieStateAthletics.com. Thanks for listening to Radio Dixie 91.3. The little creatures.